Jesus said they're looking right at God, but they can't see him. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. My name is Rod Hembry. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV as we continue in the Gospel of John, chapter 5. We're going to be studying that in about five minutes' time, so get ready for that. But Ryan is also here. Ryan, what's going on? Well, today my segment is a continuation of yesterday's study, which was about the bronze snake that Moses set up in the wilderness. Now, according to Jesus, it was a symbol of his later crucifixion. I, that is very excellent. That's a good piece. Janice? Putting the word Jesus in my heart. All right, very good. And also later on, a gentleman by the name of Jess Canelon, who started a new program called This Is Israel. We're going to talk to him about the program and everything going on. It is really a good day to study the Bible and to learn from the Lord. So get your Bible guide out, open up your Bible, the most important book of all, and let's begin to hear God. John 5, 31 through 47. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man. But I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you, because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me, that you may have life." I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe, who receive honor from one another, and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? John chapter 5, verses 31 through 47. You know, John chapter 5 and 6 continues on this great gospel message, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus Christ made many claims when he was teaching. One of these bold claims was that he was Lord of the Sabbath. 
and that he was greater than Moses through whom the law of God came. Moses even prophesied Christ's coming in the new covenant. Jesus' claims, however, did not go over well with the Jewish leaders who had been harassing him for breaking the Sabbath. Once again, they troubled the work of God with their dedication to religious rules. Jesus spoke clearly to them and claimed that they truly did not know God, even though they were the religious leaders. Really? This statement still resonates today. It is possible for even the most religious to think that they know God, but be mistaken. In John chapter 5, verses 31 to 47, the scripture is absolutely clear. And we're going to read that today as we focus on this. This is amazing. So, as we ready our hearts for it, let me invite you to turn your Bible guide to John chapter 5, the claims of Christ as we study this. If you don't have a Bible guide, write or call, or go to Bible Discovery TV, and when you go there, click on it. It'll take you to a donate page, and thank you for the donations. That's how we stay alive here. And Father, I pray for everybody who is making the donations, and that you would help them, Lord, and strengthen them in this time of great uh, economic, uh, I guess, chaos. And help them, Lord, to be able to sustain by your provision in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, it'll down take you to a page where you can download just as we have printed it. So that's very, very important. Now, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to wake us up, to come alive in our hearts. Father, we pray today as we read the Bible that we would read it. I mean, really read it and not project into it but read from it to change our hearts. Help us to hear you today. This is what we need to do. And I thank you so much for the many people who are watching and we get their emails and we get their letters and all of that. Thank you for them, the beloved people, the loved of God. Thank you for those people and help them, Lord, as we study the word together, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we said together, amen, or make it so. All right, John chapter five, Verse 31, let's look at it. If I bear witness of myself, Jesus says, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent John, or sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say these words that you may be saved. Look at that. I say these words that you may be saved. He was the burning and the shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. You know, I want to tell you something. This amazing scripture, Jesus points to the testimony of John the Baptist. John was a lamp, but not the light. John was the lamp, but not the light. There's a difference there. God makes every effort to show us who he is and how to respond to him. Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. I don't know. I can't explain the mind of God. Who can explain the mind of God? But I know it's true. 
I know it's absolutely true. You know, there's things about myself, things about human nature that we are human activity. We don't understand. Do we, can we explain the digesting of our food? Well, no, we can't. Well, do we stop eating until we can explain it? Well, I hope not because we'll starve to death. You see, beloved, we have to understand that we can't understand everything, but we can learn from what God says is true. Now, there will come a time when our questions will be answered. but We need to know that. Let's go back to the scripture. John chapter 5, verse 36, he says this, But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his form, but you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent. Him you do not believe. Did you understand what Jesus said? Jesus says that they are looking at God, but can't see him. Is that possible? Absolutely. The Lord's ways are his will. And we need to follow his word. The Lord's ways are his will. And we need to follow his word. Again, this is a mysterious part of scripture, but we need to understand that God speaks the truth, beloved. When we come to the Lord and we see something in the word, the best way to approach it when we don't understand it is say, oh God, I don't understand this. Help me at some point in my life to understand this. But I need you and I need your Holy Spirit in me to help me, help my mind, which is weaker, so much weaker than yours. Help my mind to begin to understand your word because Lord, that's how I'll get it. Beloved, we need to understand that our minds are not synchronized like God's word, but the Holy Spirit comes into our life when we invite Jesus Christ in and synchronizes us. Keep that in mind. Now let's go on. 39, you search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who received honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. I, there is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believe Moses... You would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my word? How will you believe my word? Jesus says that the scriptures do not save us. He does. We must learn that the Bible points to Jesus Christ, and we learn about him through his Holy Spirit. Beloved, the word of God is eternal and it is amazing. The logos, the word was God and the word is God, John chapter one. But we can see the work of God in our lives when we invite him 
into our lives, to be Lord of our life. Do that today. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I believe that you paid the cost of sin, died on the cross and rose again. Help me to serve you today. In Jesus' name, amen. This character of King Saul, this historical figure. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, when we think of King Saul, we think of the bad guy foil to King David. But an entire book of the Bible is also dedicated to mostly his reign. Of course, that's 1 Samuel. So I'm really excited to jump into it today and see what we can learn about Saul. Well, it's time now to carry on with our Bible study. And if you remember yesterday, we did a study on the bronze serpent that Moses erected and how that event foreshadowed Jesus's death on the cross. We also discovered that the bronze serpent seemed to have also inspired later mythology and, and history. And today's segment documents another possible example of that, and it involves the Philistines. Check it out. In the time of the priest and prophet Samuel, Israel went to war with her mortal enemy, the Philistines, and suffered a horrible defeat. The Israelites, bewildered, said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. Although this plan at first seemed to backfire, since the Philistines ended up capturing the Ark, it ultimately did bring upon the Philistines a very great destruction, as the Lord's hand was heavy against them. In fact, the Lord brought upon them a plague of tumors and wraths so terrible that after only seven months, they ended up sending the ark back to Israel with a chest containing an offering of five golden tumors and five golden wraths in hopes that they would be healed from this dreadful plague. Interestingly, these golden replicas were likely talismanic figures made according to some occult laws of astrology. Such talismans were very ancient and were supposed to cure diseases and to ward off evils. In fact, it has been suggested that they originated in false views entertained by the Gentiles concerning the brazen serpent. The idea is that the Gentile astrologers had learned about the Israelites' encounter with the snakes and their subsequent healing by way of looking upon the bronze serpent and concluded that all sorts of evils might be remedied, providing corresponding images were made under proper astrological conditions. Whether this theory be correct or not, there is abundant evidence of the ancient prevalence of this superstition. In fact, it still exists in India. Talismans, generally of silver, are carried to the heathen temples. These images represent as nearly as may be the diseases or special troubles under which the offerers suffer. It is supposed that the gods will be favorable upon seeing them and give the sufferer the relief sought. Of course, such idols and images are utterly powerless, for there is only one god, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Israel, and only he has the power to heal our sicknesses. Unfortunately, the Israelites later went the way of the Gentiles and eventually began to worship the brazen serpent as an idol. Fortunately, the godly king Hezekiah had the image destroyed as a part of his reforms. We too, like Hezekiah, must recognize that only with God lies all authority and power. So the golden tumors and rats that the Philistines created may have actually been based upon a misunderstanding of Moses' bronze serpent. And as documented in the segment, this misunderstanding seems to have continued 
even into the present day in some places. And it's very, very important to understand that it is a misunderstanding because there was no power in the image of the snake. What God was doing there by having Moses raise up an image of a snake on a pole was to show the Israelites that their enemy, the snakes, had been rendered powerless. They had been rendered powerless by God. Yeah, it's really important that, that the, and it was Jesus Christ who said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me when he talked to his disciples. And that's very, very important. Hmm. Uh, Janice? Yes, I titled this today, The Word in Your Heart. And what I want to stress here is Jesus said something really interesting. We're in John chapter 5, and this is starting at verse 39. He says, you search the scriptures for you think that, or for in it, you think that you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. It's the scriptures themselves doesn't impart the life, but it witnesses the one who does. And that's Jesus. You often hear Rod talk about the Bible as having the same theme all the way throughout. What is that theme? It's about the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, and what he did to reconcile us back to, restore us to what God had intended from the very beginning. And so we need to, what I, what I find tragic here is when he says, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Have you done that today? You may be searching the scriptures and you have come to a place in your heart where you want to know this Jesus. You want to have a personal relationship with this Jesus. That's what you're missing. That is what's going to ignite your spirit back to the way it should be and, and, and to follow Christ. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that uh, following Christ. And, and somebody said to me once, you know, I would follow Christ if I could find somebody who did. Hmm. So they're blaming their disbelief on God on somebody else. That's not fair. Think about it. If you want to find out who God is, then what you need to do is pray and ask him, Lord, who are you? And then his word tells us it's Jesus Christ. And the more that you read, a lot of people say, you've been doing this for 32 years. How can you find more information? But literally, it's a living, it's a living book. It, we, we can read it every year because there's just more dimension that we get. And it's a personal relationship. And you begin to read things and th then you think, oh, my goodness, that's what that means over here. And, and it, it really is exciting. And it's this personal journey that if you invest the time, if you seek after God, it says in James, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And it's absolutely true. Yeah, because he, he desires us to be uh, saved from the ravages of hell mm -hmm. and all of that. That becomes very, very important. One of the people and th that explores the nation of Israel is Jess Canelon. And Jess Canelon is here today. Jess is a is the person who does the program. He's the executive producer for the program. This is Israel. Brand new program. We're mm -hmm. very excited about it's it. A great program. We tape the segments here. And but he originally started this long ago Israel video project. And uh, Jess, uh, how long first of all, welcome Jess. <laughs> Hi. Great to be here, Rod. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm talking to you from uh, the south of the Sea of Galilee, just up here in, uh, in Israel in the north. And, uh, you know, it's just great, just great to be with you today. I, we're, we're very excited about 
you because this project is so great. You're the son of Jim Canelon. We do his program here. But uh, Israel Video Project is really something that is unique. And when I first saw the, the program, we've aired it on our network. It was amazing because it was Israel as I had never seen it. Now, you started doing these videos from Israel. When did you start taping those? I think as far back as uh, I think it was 2016, we began. I was uh, transitioning to a church in the states, and uh, there was a you know it just it was take it was a process. Anytime you try to move to the states, it takes time uh, for those of us who aren't Americans. And so we um, we we throughout this process, we thought, hey, let's go to Israel on sabbatical. Uh, we'll stay in touch with the church in the states, and I'll just send them little five minute teachings from Israel. But I told this to the guy who was in charge of uh, my ministry in Canada. He said, oh, I love this, but let's do it all in, for all of Canada. And then his counterpart. In the states and well let's do it for all the states as well and so suddenly i found myself having to do a really good job and not just you know me and my iphone in the middle of the desert so um so 2016 i think is when we started and we did uh, i followed the torah portion which are the you know weekly readings that jesus would have read in the synagogues and uh, just taking us on that journey of scripture uh, you know janice i like what you said that uh, as you as you mature in the faith uh, you you're able to look back and say, oh, that's what this means back here in the Old Testament. And just, you know, that 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 whole story that um, that Ryan was referring to about the bronze serpent going, you know, talking back to an event that happened back in Moses's day. Uh, you know, it's significant. It's significant to draw those conclusions. And that's what I was trying to do with this show. Uh, there, I don't believe there's such thing as a, as a New Testament Christian. I believe that uh, uh, you, you can't understand what happens at the end of a book if you haven't read the beginning of a book. And, uh, and so <clears throat> I, I want to bring people back to the beginning of the book and say, this is what this, is what this all means. This is what it looks like. This is the culture. This is the, the environment, uh, the geography. And uh, so that's what we're doing. So you, you actually were a leader of churches. You were a senior pastor of a couple of churches. Uh, before you are here in this place now. So you have experience with pastoring, but you come to that, you know, Hebrew and all of that. And, you know, I, I would never try to speak Hebrew, but uh, <laughs> give, give us a greeting in Hebrew. <laughs> Shalom, Manishma. Going with Jess Cantalon, Vanny Paul, the Bible discovery, so I just uh, said, you know, hi, my name is Jess. I'm here on Bible discovery. It's a wonderful day today, and I'm just so happy to be with you. So, you know, it's. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a wonderful place to be. Uh, I, I speak modern Hebrew, uh, but the reality is it, it, it relates pretty closely to, to ancient Hebrew, to uh, biblical Hebrew. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 not a bad thing to try and learn. And uh, it's uh, it's a it's a forgiving language. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I encourage you to do it. And you learned it uh, young when you were growing up. And uh, that's great. And you, you have this connection. You're a Canadian, but you have this connection with Israel. You did. And, and so anyway, let me come back to the program. This is Israel. So I said, this is great because Jim told me about your your videos. I saw them. I said, this is great. And I called you and we talked a couple of times, had breakfast meetings. And I said, you got to got to make this a program. We got to make this a program. And so we started working. And Ryan, you said, I'm going to produce this. Well, yeah, the first time that I met Jess was actually when we were doing a Jim Canelon production and Jess was a guest on the show. And that's the first time that I had seen these segments. And I instantly was in love with these segments. So as soon as you said, let's do a program, I said, I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So because I, I just saw something really unique and really special uh, in it. 
So, Jeff, this is a program that we're all doing together. And uh, but you you're the executive producer. You're the person who has the vision. So what is the vision for This is Israel? Uh, the vision is to make the Bible come to life for for an everyday Christian and uh, uh, someone who has uh, perhaps soldiered through uh, through the scriptures, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, uh, but has never had the chance to to visit Israel themselves. Because I know it's it's like 100 percent the case that if you go to Israel, it will change your perspective on scripture. Um just smelling the air, understanding that it's dry up in Jerusalem, it's humid but in Tel Aviv, it's like a, a sauna around the Sea of Galilee. Uh, there are mountains everywhere, there are rivers, deserts, five different climates, uh, you know, things that you don't get uh, unless you go there. Uh, for those of you who are from North America, you'll, you'll be surprised at how small uh, Israel is. Uh, it fits, it's the size of New Jersey, it fits into um, into Lake Ontario. Uh, it takes about an hour and a half to drive from east to west and eight hours north to south. So it's, uh, you know, but going there uh, allows you to see that. Uh, I remember when I was in seminary, I was asked by a, a professor, that he was trying to ask the class, why do you think um, Jesus is always going up to the mountain? And he's trying to make the, the valid point that uh, the, the author was trying to compare him to Moses. Uh, but I put up my hand and said, was it because that, uh, you know, the Galilee is all surrounded by mountains? <laughs> he wasn't happy with my answer, but it's, <laughs> they're both true. It's both true that he was trying to say, look, uh, you know, there's a comparison between Moses. Jesus is the new Moses, uh, but also it's practically true. It's there are mountains everywhere. There's nowhere but up when you're at the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, that's and we're going to talk more about this on the next program where he's here tomorrow. And of course, the next day and we're enjoying exposing this program because it's very important. But Ryan, they can get it on YouTube. They can. Israel Video Project is what you want to look for and subscribe to that and, you know, hit the notification bell so you'll know exactly when they come out. And Israel what, what Video is Project. Israel, Israel Video Project. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Video. Very good. Okay. So that's very, very important. The program is called This is Israel and it's something you need to see. All right. Let's carry on. Thank you for watching the prayers and I, I hope you prayed for those prayers because that's really important. But today I want to remind you that 3.30, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, we are live on Facebook and YouTube with a prayer meeting and we'll pray for you. If you join us, make sure you make time to do that. But today at the end of the program, we need to pray this way and say, Lord, I need to learn your word. I need your Holy Spirit to help me learn your word. Wake me up, Lord.